dancing, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. What's up, Who That Nation? How you doing tonight, man? Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam was popping. Shout out to the mighty Who That Nation. Big ups to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in this thing for this episode of the Coma. Won't be a very long stream, of course, because we're going to be looking at the Pelican game tipping off after seven. So this is not going to be a long stream. I thought I could just slip one in right quick uh, before the Pelican postgame report live scoreboard on the Pelican postgame report YouTube platform. So if y'all not Pels fans, if y'all don't know where that is, just put it in the search engine. It'll pop up there. So we'll be doing the Pelican recap stream following the game. So for all my Pelican diehards, go to the Pelican postgame report and subscribe. Hit the notification bell as well in that thing because we're going to open up the phone lines for the family members after the Clippers matchup. So shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all being in this thing. Let's get into it. Okay. First and foremost, the injury report, the final injury report for this week and the regular season against the Falcons, as Jerry calls them. Uh, and here we go. So 18, this week, 18, final week, the, 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 the Saints have 11 players on this list. Jawan Johnson is listed as questionable. He was limited today in Friday's practice. You had Lonnie Johnson Jr. who's out. Elvin is questionable. Did not practice the entire week. You know, he had that ankle issue that took him into the locker room. You know, the Saints have pretty much held him down the whole week. He has a questionable designation. We're going to need him. Landon Young is out. Landon was doing a phenomenal job at the right tackle position. He's out. We'll be looking at Cam uh, uh, Irvin to occupy the right tackle position perhaps for the Saints in the final matchup of the regular season. Landon Saund- uh, Kalen Saunders, the big uh, defensive tackle there, had a concussion. He fully practiced. He's listed as questionable. Kendra Miller, ankle issue, questionable. A.T. Perry is fully practiced. He's listed as questionable for the game. McCoy is fine. Chris Olave is fine. Uh, Peyton Turner is, we'll talk about Peyton Turner momentarily, has some good news on him. And J.T. Gray was DMP'd for this uh, Friday practice questionable for the matchup, the final matchup against the Falcons. 
And of course, the Falcons, not a lot of stuff going in with them. Kalias Campbell was rested, so he'll be ready to go. Drew Dalman, the center, is out. DeMarco Pelham's is out. Mike Hughes, the cornerback, DMP'd uh, the Wednesday, but he fully practiced at the end. He's listed as questionable. Uh, Patterson will be good to go. Anderson is out, the linebacker, and both Harrison and Tyler Heineke are listed as questionable, even though they did practice uh, on this final uh, in uh, Friday's practice. So that's some of the stuff going on right there that the Saints will have to adjust to. And we'll see what's going on with Elvin. I know a lot of people won't see what happens with Elvin Kamara. But when you have the Falcons and the Saints get together at any point of the season, it's, you know, especially toward the end of the season, you got to throw out the records and realize that these two teams are going to try to play the best way they can, especially with the Saints having something to quote unquote play for. Uh, we'll see what happens there, man. It's going to be interesting to see uh, which version of the New Orleans Saints shows up against the Falcons because that is the biggest thing that we all talk about is who's going to show up against the Falcons in the Dome for Week 18. That's the bottom line. We don't know. This is a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing. This team is inconsistent. It mirrors the up-and-down nature of Dennis Allen as a head coach. So we don't know which Saint team. We we can only hope, and, and I'm throwing out the hopium, all the who that's out there who want some hopium, some people have already sailed in and on the season. They aren't already uh, sailed in on the season. But for those out there that want some hopium, that's pretty much what they're going to give you because none of them really talking any decisive talk like we're going to get we guaranteed to win. We're going to go out and win the game. You don't hear none of that kind of stuff. It's hopium. It's flittery, uh, 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 soft talk, all this type of stuff. No you know, man up, we're going to go and get this W. We're going to handle the business. None of that going on. <laughs> Just none of that. Now, you, I would really like to hear that confidence, but I don't hear none of that going on, man. They would not dare open their mouths and, and guarantee the win. <laughs> Are you kidding? All right, so anyway, let's get into this. Saints have activated defensive end Peyton Turner. This is also something that just happened with the Saints not too long ago. Peyton Turner finally comes back after missing pretty much all of this, the majority of the season. Isn't this, this is so Davenport-esque. And that is, is, but he finally comes better uh, back for the final matchup of the season against the Falcons. He was in, he was activated from the IR, so Peyton Turner makes it back just in time for the final game, and they place Nephi Sewell on the IR today. It was announced by I don't I, I don't I don't evaluate anybody. I I don't I don't evaluate. I I just can't handle it. You know I, I my emotions. I I you know my uh, listen. I I I feel bad sometimes when I win. I'm happy and I can't do my job. And when I'm sad, I can't do my job. Oh, it's it's tough living with emotions. I don't know how people can make decisions with emotions. That's why I don't make any decisions with any emotions. I just said I I don't evaluate. I don't do what a general manager does. I just wait till the season is over with. And not exactly when the season is over with. I wait two to three weeks after the season to make sure all of the emotions is gone before I make a decision. And that's how I do it. That guy. That guy, Turner, six foot six, two seventy, was originally selected by the Saints in the first round, twenty eighth overall out of the twenty one draft. Thirteen games he played in, making twenty nine tackles, three sacks, one block field goal, recorded one tackle in the season opening over Tennessee before suffering a toe injury that forced him to be placed on the injury reserve. So Peyton Turner makes it back just in. Oh my God, he makes it back just in enough time for the Atlanta Falcons a game. So isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Who that? All right, anyway, let's keep it pushing, man. Let's get into the 
uh, what we gonna talk about here? Let's we we gonna get into the Dennis Allen thing, man. We're gonna play a little Dennis Allen. Give me just a second. Let me kind of get it tuned up here with Dennis Allen here. Hold on. All right, hey, hold on here. There we go. All right, so Dennis Allen, we're gonna play his little press conference right here and see what he got to say. Don't worry, y'all. If y'all just ate, don't worry. It's only four minutes. I would not play it after you guys ate because you're liable to up Chuck. But anyway, I'm gonna play just four minutes of Dennis Allen with his thoughts on the Atlanta game. Here we go. Uh, illness. Yeah. And uh, have you come up with final status on any of the guys that are missing on what you're putting out? Um, no, look, you know, all those guys are uh, basically going to be listed as questionable. We'll see where they're at. Look, Alvin's a guy that, you know, he's one of those guys that's so valuable to our team. We're going to go all the way up till game time to see where to see where he's at. So he's made improvement throughout the week, and uh, we'll just wait till game time to make a decision on that. Um, yeah, look, we're going to, we're going to, uh, activate Peyton this week. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we'll see him out there on Sunday. Um, well, look, I mean, I think all of it is, you know, they're testing, they're testing it out, uh, with everything that he's doing. Um, again, like I said, he's made significant improvement. Um, uh, he hasn't really done anything out on the field. Um, but yet that's kind of expected for, for where he's at in the rehab process. But, um, again, we'll just see where he's at on Sunday. Uh, Dennis, uh, last week I asked you about the response that how the team just throughout the week practice and said it was good and obviously it translated over to, uh, to that one on Sunday. What has it, what, what I guess has gone right just in the real world making the last few weeks that be on this role or kind of trending in the right direction for, for this group? Um, yeah, look, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, I just think our guys have, 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 you know, overall played, played better, executed better. Um, you know, I think everybody understands, you know, where we're at as a football team and, and, uh, we got a bunch of guys that, you know, want to, want to fight and want to compete and we understand our backs are against the wall and, um, I think they've responded to that challenge. You know, we got, you know, one more challenge, you know, on Sunday. So uh, I think our guys have had a good week of practice, but now it it, it goes into it's got to translate to Sunday. And uh, so I'm excited about watching our guys go out and play. Always got a good practice. I, I mean, always have a good practice. Every week is a great practice. The team set up here eight and eight. But every week is a great practice. They never have any bad practices. You know, I, I just wish I could have some of these practices tape. Uh, Gundam, shout out to you. Appreciate some of y'all chiming in the chat. Much much love to all the fam. Y'all hit the like button for me. Shout out to everybody, man. Let me give a quick shout out to the whole fam. Gundam, shout out to you, OG Jerry. Shout out to you. Good to see you in the stream as well, brother. Robinson, this thing, RB was popping. Shout out to you guys. All right, BPM 8264. Who that? Shout out to you. What's up, Kathleen? Shout out to the queens in the building. Brother Kevin, shout out to you. Good to see you in the building as well. Brother Daniel, yes, sir. It's pretty good, man. It's raining my way, but shout out to you. Appreciate you. Hope you had a good week uh, as well. A very productive week for you, sir. All right, big ups to St. Doug. How you doing, my brother? Appreciate you. WB3 was popping. WB3 in this thing. He said, don't you know these people call security on me because they say I was rooting too loud for the Saints at Raymond James Stadium, I told them to kick rocks. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Shout out to you, Willie. Appreciate you. Good to hear from you, bro. 
All right, Argentinian Dogo says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. CJ, what's happening, man? Big ups to you. Good to see you. Brother Gregory, how you doing, sir? What's up? What's popping? Good to see you as well. Skull Crusher said it should have stayed like it should have stayed, have stayed like a different coach. All right, thank you, Skull Crusher. Big ups to you as well. Much love to the fam, man. Let's finish up. Some of the players said <coughs> you kind of challenged them about commitment and loyalty and stuff like maybe maybe last week. What was your what was your point there? You're just trying to Well, look, I I think this, I think um everybody wants to win. You know, and everybody is willing to work to win. Um but there's a there's a certain level of commitment that it takes to really win at a high level in our league. And and I, I just think um, you know, we had to we had to put a little bit more a little bit more into it, a little bit more into the preparation, a little bit more focus into it. Um and and you know, because if you want to be a, a playoff team or a championship caliber team, uh it takes a little bit extra. Um and and I just challenged our guys to um, to give that little bit of extra. Um, I thought our guys uh, responded the right way last week. We'll see how they respond this week, but um, I feel good about the way they they prepared. All right, so this is the thing. He's absolutely right. I actually agree with Dennis Allen. I don't disagree with a lot of stuff that he's saying, but he's right. And it takes not just a little bit more. It takes a lot more, man, really, because the Saints – or a team, really, if you look at it, and we'll go and do a season recap or a review of what happened for the Saints this year, how the Saints was gifted with an extremely agreeable schedule and end up at one game left, eight and eight. I mean, you had rebuilding teams, a rookie team in Carolina. You had an Atlanta team, which a lot of people thought would be your biggest competition. You had a Tampa Bay team that was with uh, Tom Brady was gone. Baker Mayfield took over the team. So there was a lot of things that was given. The Saints spent a lot of money on the offense for since up until week nine or after week nine. They had pretty much all of their starters on offense. You know, they missed Kamara for several weeks prior to the season because of the suspension. But outside of that, they had Jamal Williams, a guy that had 18 rushing touchdowns last year. So for the and they and then the thing about it is with the Kamara thing, they had ample, ample time to prepare for that ample time to the point where they knew what they needed to do. And they even drafted a guy in Kendra Miller also provide some help, even though Kendra was up and down. And if somebody asked the question of Dan Gundam or whomever asked the question about Kendra Miller, he's questionable. He did not practice Friday. So he's been really, you can't count on Kendra Miller. I really think they should just shut him down and go with James Robinson, the guy that got on the practice squad who has some experience. I really do. They need to shut Kendra Miller down. He's been suffering with injuries off and up and on. For the entire length of the season, you need to just just shut them down and go to another guy because we're going to need somebody with Jamal Williams to activate and the Saints. Credit to them did go out and get a guy with some experience there. Now, outside of what Dennis Allen is saying, the Saints really have nobody to blame except for themselves. He talked about commitment to winning, the commitment to winning. Now, is does that fit the Saints? And I don't want to get too long of a spill up into it because I really don't have a lot of time to get off into it like I usually do. I'm up against the Pelicans matchup. But to me, the commitment to win has been fleeting for the Saints. But at least the commitment to win 50% of the time, which will represent the 8-8 eight and eight mark that they currently have. A lot of these games we had in hand and then would allow them to leave. So you, he's going to have to question not only the intelligence, but the heart of these guys, man, for real. And I'm talking about as a collective, all of them. 
They have he and he he's at the top of the snake. So he has to question his commitment to win and his commitment to adjusting to things that he needs to do to keep the team progressive. And when I think about progressive and I talk think about imaginative, those things do not describe this current head coach. It doesn't. I'm not trying to throw down on the guy, but I know what Dennis Allen is and I know what he isn't. There is no question mark about what that is. So let's finish up with this stuff. Here we go. Well, look, much like we've done every week with Zach, I mean, he's still got to prepare, uh, you know, for the linebacker role. Um, and so, you know, he's probably had maybe a little bit more of that this week, but I don't think much has really changed in terms of his preparation. He's kind of had to prepare, you know, for both roles, and I think he's done a good job of doing that. Dennis Allen, to me, like I've said before about Dennis Allen, I know what Dennis Allen is and, and what Dennis Allen isn't. And to me, like I've always said, and I've said this the entire season, I'm not mad at Dennis Allen. I really not. You know, like I said, I know who the man is. But uh, but when you talk about who is above him, and if you got Dennis Allen as the head coach of the team, and you see he doesn't make changes, like, I mean, changes in terms of to his personnel. Like you had the offensive line that was stinking and stumbling, fumbling. He would he should have been more on that, making or making a change, putting pressure on the OC, the offensive um coach and the I mean the offensive line coach and the offensive coordinator to call better games and you know remove guys put guys in there switch things up to see if you get a different result he didn't do none of that he stepped stepped with the same stuff the entire year but he has an overseer and that's lack of better words an overseer in the terms of a general manager which is also a very loose term to use for Mickey Loomis because Mickey Loomis's flaws as a general manager are totally amplified without Sean Payton and when you have a coach that you have to be over his shoulder because he never won, had a winning record in his entire career as a head coach in the NFL, you have to have more scrutiny for this man than you would do a Sean Payton, who's a proven head coach. You know, that laid back approach that Loomis took over him is stupid. It's stupid as hell. And then when the who that's because he's getting pressure. He he. That's why you hear him talking like this, like he's and then you see all of his elitist attitude his elitist mindset come out when he started talking like he called the reporters who were reporting on stuff about the team they just didn't make this stuff or pull it out of the backside about the players that was going on on the team oh that's just lazy and unsophisticated reporting no they're not making it up they don't have to the players talk to the to the reporters they're in the locker room they have a relationship with these people you don't think for a second that's how ian rapaport and any of these other insiders man get information. How you think they get information about what's going on with the team? And Ian Rappaport and uh, what's the other dude? Schefter. Them dudes be paying them guys, man. They pay for information. They're information brokers. That's what it is. And inside, they don't just like them that much where they trade information with them. No, he's paying them for the information. He's an information broker. That's what's going on. So these people paying for information, they know what time it is on the inside of that locker room. And those those players have a respect for those reporters and they talk to him and they tell them what time it is and for him to call them unsophisticated and lazy because they're reporting or they're bringing out articles about the team they don't have to we have a very good crop of reporters that's covering the team over the last several years i've been giving them major accolades over the last several years we have an excellent this is by far to me 
the and I've been doing this for a while, the best crop of reporters that are covering the Saints. We have the best right now. I mean, the best group of people that we've had in a long time. They really are solid and they have some heart and they have some balls. They have all of that. They're they're willing to ask the tough questions to some of these guys the majority of the time. And then you have guys that are not. And we know who those weaklings are and those placators are. We know who they are. We pinpoint and point those guys out all the time for throwing up softball questions when you don't have to like the it's just ridiculous. But we know who the writers are who are doing a great job and are staying on them. We say them all the time on here. So is it for him to, to say that about the reporters and for him to, I'm not going to do that. Like he's Urkel. Like he's uh, sound like straight up Steve Urkel when he bust that move when the man asks him, hey, Mickey with the season coming to it. Well, you know, you got the quarterback situation and you know, we got, and you know, toward the back end of the season, and you know, you, you got some people. We got Jaden Daniels, and of course, he had to dress it like the 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 the, the fans. He called them or oh, the I said supporters. The supporters ask the question. Notice they always throw it on you. Well, listen, I didn't say this, but the people said it, so that he don't be mad at the reporter. He be mad at you. <laughs> he already mad at you. He mad at you because you putting pressure on him to step up and do a job that he don't want to do. So he he he'll say he'll say crazy stuff like in the last one I got him on it tore him up on about this thing about I'm just I listen I don't take I won't do my job, you know he don't do evaluations during the season because he wants to keep the emotion out of it and I made a a, a comparison and I said man if you had uh governors or bureaucrats politicians uh air air pilots. I mean, my goodness, pilots, truck drivers, you name the profession that said, hey, listen, I, you know, I'm too happy today. I'm not going to do my job or I'm too sad today. I'm not going to do my job because I'm just too emotional. You take a break, you go somewhere, you get it together. But for you to say for the entire season that to take the emotion out of it, you're not going to do nothing. What are you doing during the season, man? How old it is? Mickey got to be every bit of 60, 70 something years old. Talking about he don't do his job and he's a general manager, which general managers evaluate stuff. They do it every week. They supposed to. They so evaluations are reports that tell you what's shaking inside of the building. What's going on? What areas of the team is weak so that maybe I need to go and see if I can find somebody to strengthen that up? What do I need to do? Are there any disgruntled players that I need to meet with that I need to talk to? Do I need to schmooze out something with a player and a coach situation? Do I need to, that's his job. All that's on that's his job. But I don't do none of that because my emotions is too much up up in it. And I'm gonna just wait till the end of the season. And by the way, the end of the season is two to three weeks after the season is over with before you get a press conference. End of the season don't mean a week or three days after the season over with. Here go a report on what we're gonna do with the team. He's supposed to be working on that right now. You don't need to wait till the season is over with so you can start thinking about what you're going to do after the season. See, this is lazy and unsophisticated behavior because he don't want to do nothing. And when you put pressure on him to do something, he gets all agitated and says that you are not qualified to know how to judge his people or they're, yeah, a lot of these guys are not qualified. You're, they're not qualified to judge NFL coaches. You're not qualified. Who he ain't worrying about no the Atlanta Falcons coaches. He talking about his bull crap, bull crap head coach on the screen. Oh, I'm only, I you're not. Some of these people are not qualified. And I'm like, okay, Loomis, who 
who, what kind of degree do you need to do or have where you go and talk to somebody about being qualified to look at NFL personnel? They're not scouting nobody, fool. They're not scouting anybody. They can look. People have common sense. That's something they got more than what the hell he got. Let me tell you something. They don't need to be qualified or no qualification from your smell ass for them to go out and see that this product on the field is not a good product. This is an eight and eight ball club with a soft schedule this year. There's no excuse for this, but it's eight and eight coming down to the season with the Falcons and they have to beat the Falcons and pray and literally pray for other teams to fail so they can get in the playoffs. Isn't this something? There is no pressure on Dennis Allen to win games at the end of the year. There is no pressure. He is no ultimatum issued for this man. There's no ultimatum. So at the end of the day, when this all goes awry, he's going to disappear for several weeks after the season. And when they and then they'll release it. They'll leak it to the media, the guys that they're cool with, the ones that give the softball questions that I told y'all to watch out for. And then later on, weeks later, they'll come back with something else to talk about it. Oh, yeah, then they let it leak already three weeks ago that Dennis Allen jobs is, is good. How's his job good before the two games? He hadn't even finished playing the rest of the season before you make an evaluation. But I forgot. You don't make evaluations during the season, only after the season. It's bull. This is not a real general manager is what I'm trying to tell y'all. Real general managers don't do not do elected not to do interviews or better yet evals on their team. This is not a general manager. This guy's more of a VP than he is anything. He had his Peyton's knowledge in, in his aggression is the reason why this damn team was successful for so many years because Peyton told him, get me this guy. I can't, well, you can't afford that guy. Well, make it happen, Mickey. Okay. So Mickey, he cooks the books and he kicks the can. That is what Mickey Loomis does. But you're talking about somebody with an idea about how to get a turn, a failing football team to turn around. That's not your guy. That's why Roseman fleeces him when he tries to trade with him. And his words were, man, I got to keep my hands in my pockets when Roseman comes around with Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles. And he trade. I got to keep my hands in my pockets. I got to keep my hands in my pockets. No, you don't have to keep your hands in your pockets. But those guys are exposing you for you not being a general manager. It's a, like I've said. Coach Payton really is really a lot bigger than what he was here. We we have sidekicks here. If Payton had this team, this team would be at least a 10-win team. There is no excuse for the Saints 8-8 eight and eight on this soft-ass schedule with all of these people in this division missing Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got Baker Mayfield trying to take the division. The Carolina Panthers fell through the floor, and Atlanta struggling with all kinds of problems. And yet the Saints sitting up here 8-8. Eight and eight. And then when they win last week and do a half-ass job, offensively speaking, because the offense died in the second half, they had to kick field goals. So, I mean, at the end of the day, man, this is I've, – I've watched this team and all the way up until this point. I am not – I'm not satisfied with this. This is not good. So, at the end of the day, we're going to see what they do and watch what happens, man. Do not be fooled by none of this because they've been cooking this stuff up about these injuries. Two weeks ago, they was not letting injuries be a thing. They were Dennis Allen said two weeks of uh, several weeks earlier that the injuries that happened to Derek Carr did not impact his play on the field. I got it on tape. Then all of a sudden yesterday and coming in toward the end of the season, they asking Carr about injuries. Oh, you was banged up with you today. Oh, yeah, I've been banged up since Green Bay. And remember the broken rib situation. They did not tell you that until several weeks ago. And they said it popped up on the injury report. It did not. I was covering it. 
And I was saying at the time that this guy's busted up more than what they're telling you. I don't believe nothing they say. He might have had more concussions than they tell you. And he had he did hit the broken ribs thing for a while. I'm surprised the NFL ain't tag him up for that from hiding injuries. But I told y'all that. Now they admit to it. And now at the end of the year, here come all the injuries stuff. So they can spin that as an excuse if something happens wrong with the Atlanta game. Well, you know we had a ton of excuses, Q. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean injuries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So watch out for that. So anyway, Brent says, Luma says, we don't understand what all goes into coaching. We don't need to be coaches to understand what goes on in coaching, bro. That don't make no sense. They got people that watch the game. They watch enough of football. Football is not a complicated game, bro. It's not. It's a children's game that adults play. It's as simple as that. It's a children's game that adults play. I played football in high school. I played running back, fullback and linebacker. And the principles that I learned then, I learned now. And I, and my queens in the building, they never put on no football uniforms and play to put a helmet on and ran out there and, and start tackling guys and all this kind of stuff. They didn't do that, but they have a supreme understanding of the game, don't they? Don't they? So, I mean, it's, it's just weirdness thinking of trying to belittle you and tell you that you don't know what you're looking at. I tell you one damn thing. That they know what uh, they know what shit from sugar. I can tell you that much. They can tell the difference between garbage and something that is valuable. They can tell the difference between a real head coach and one that's not. They can tell the difference between a good quarterback and one that's not. They can tell the difference between a bad team and a good team. They can tell the difference between a prepared team and an unprepared team. They can tell the difference between a truth and a lie. That's what I'm talking about. So in the end, I know I talk aggressively against this because I'm not the one for this BS. I'm not the one for the trash. I don't placate. I tell the truth. I'm 100% real deal, whether it's for my team or against my team. That's how I live. I got to keep it real. That's the bottom line. So if I see garbage happening with the Saints, I'm going to call it out. If I see trash happening with the reporters, I'm going to call it out. If I see foolishness with the players, I'm going to call it out. And at the same time, I'm going to elevate you. You do good. I'm going to elevate you and congratulate you. Like I congratulated Rashid Shahid's Pro Bowl nod. Like I congratulated the Saints when they win games. I don't ride down on them when they win, but I'm not going to let you. We got to make you understand that you're not talking to dumb fanatics. Over here, these people got brains and they use them and they know what they're looking at. And more importantly, they got a memory. They know what you say because we play everything. But Brent, thank you, man. Appreciate said DA says he wishes there was a magic formula. Hmm, come on. Yeah, it is. A, it, it is. It's called accountability. It's called it's called being consistent. That means stepping your game up, coaching better, communicating better, motivating better, changing personnel that's not doing what they're supposed to do, promote and demote. You know what that means? Offensive line coach stinks, demote him, put the next guy in line, see how he does. Same thing. Promotions and demotions are a part of teams that are underperforming, but you just don't stay the same. You don't keep the same foolishness during the year and the same people that's underperforming. That's why the team is up and down in, in, and around. They don't like how I talk, but the hell with them. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate it. I want to say thank you. Thank you very much. Picking me up. Bringing me back to this world. All right, man. So shout out to the fam. Listen, I'm going to be back here, man. I just wanted to touch y'all and, and kind of touch on with, and some things with the family members and kind of talk to y'all about some of this stuff, man. But listen, in the end, we'll see this. We'll I'm going to do a preview tomorrow. It'll be on a special Saturday stream. Uh, with me and Lowe, 
Uh, we'll we'll preview the Saints and Falcons matchup on Saturday. We'll let you know the time and all that. Y'all just hit the notification bells. We'll do something on Saturday. And of course, y'all know the Sunday matchup will be uh, starting at 1130 uh, for the I mean, 1145, excuse me, for the preview. And then the game, the play by play at 12 and then the post game situation after three. And then we'd be up out of there. So a full game, a final week, 18 matchup Saints and Falcons hate week. Is on and popping. We doing what we do. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate you. Shout out to the rest of the Who That family. We up in this thing, man. I'm going to get on up out of here, man. I'm going to go to kind of watch the Pels game, man. We're going to do a recap with open phone lines after the Pelican matchup for my Pelican faithful. So what's love to you guys? I'm going to see y'all on the next one. And I'm out. Peace. (laughs) 